It's Black Friday, but that means we're one day away from BYU taking on the Stanford Cardinal. What to make of that game? We'll also catch up with BYU defensive back George Udo, who's going to be playing close to home in the regular season finale. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Very pleased to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, this is your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Uh, goal here, simply stated, is to make you guys the smartest BYU fans in the room. And I hope you guys are having a fantastic Black Friday. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving filled with food, family, and football. Ball, the three F's I call of Thanksgiving. I know that sounds weird, but that's what I go by. That's my motto when it comes to this great holiday. And obviously, I, I spending some time with family and friends. I just, I guess I can say this right at the top. I'm actually recording this before Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm going to be out and about with my family on a miniature vacation this weekend. My youngest brother is getting home from his mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, and as such, my uh, family is getting together to celebrate that and obviously celebrate Thanksgiving as well. So let's dive right in though here on this Friday and get you ready for BYU and Stanford. The regular season finale for BYU, it's going to be a late night for all of us, no matter where you live in this great country. If you're on the East Coast, it's going to be an 11 o'clock uh, man, 11 o'clock Eastern time kickoff. It's going to be 9 o'clock uh, Mountain Time for me here along the Wasatch Front and Obviously, uh, local time, 8 o'clock Pacific time. Going to be broadcast live on Fox Sports 1. So, looking forward to the matchup. But first and foremost, it, we don't get to watch many BYU football games every year. Think about this. We get 12 regular season games, if you're a Cougar fan, to go out there, and in my case, as a media member, to watch BYU play football. The The season itself feels like almost like a mad dash. It, it feels like just yesterday, I was out there at the student-athlete building uh, behind it on the practice fields for BYU, watching the Cougars participating in training camp. But that was August. We are at the tail end of November now. Like I said, Thanksgiving yesterday. It's crazy to think how quickly the season goes by. And I think it's times, and trust me, I'm guilty of this. I think at times we are all a little uh, too, I guess, engrossed in the season in some ways where we actually kind of lose sight of what's actually going on. Because it's such a short football season when it comes to college football. Three months and suddenly you're done. I think it stretches into a fourth month really with bowl season, but you get 12 regular season games, and if you're fortunate enough, 82 teams I believe now, there's 41 bowl games out there, 82 teams get to extend that to 13 games, and BYU is one of them by virtue of their win over Utah Tech last week, but the biggest thing going into this matchup is that BYU can't lose sight of the fact that they can really build some momentum to close out this season with a win tomorrow night at Stanford. They can't say, oh hey, we already made our bowl game, we're good to go. No, that that mentality needs to go away. And let me also add that in all the conversations I had, I've had with coaches and players this week at uh, BYU Media Opportunities is that 
for, to a man, every single one of them have indicated that they are not taking this game lightly. They want to finish the regular season on a high note. They want to get to seven and five and ensure that they will have a five hundred. Excuse me, a, a winning season. Uh, they're going to be seven wins. No matter how the bowl goes, they will have a winning season regardless. And that's the motivation. The other thing about this is uh, seemingly to every person out there. I don't know if it's Kalani Satake or whoever mentioned this. Every single player and coach has mentioned the fact that BYU, in their history, has never beaten the Stanford Cardinal. Now, they've only played two previous games, 03 and 04, if I, got, if I remember the years correctly. BYU losing both of those games during the Gary Croton era. But BYU, they, they got some motivation going into this one. They want to make some history. And I know it's it's kind of superfluous history to be like, oh, hey, you, you haven't beaten Stanford. It's, it's not like you are uh, played them 10 times and you haven't won once. You've only played twice. And the two times you played were amongst the three or four worst seasons in the last 50-some-odd years of BYU football. So there's an opportunity on the table here for BYU to gain some steam going into the bowl season. I think that this BYU team understands that if they want to gain any shred of... Uh, or a semblance of a positive season out of this campaign, you've got to win out. They've got to get to eight and five. They they understand that the, the four game losing streak in October absolutely devastated this club, and you could tell they were down on their luck. They weren't feeling good about themselves, and they rallied to beat Boise State. That I don't know how much uh, I can express that. I feel like that win over Boise State was super super important. Had BYU lost that game, very likely, and this is just this is revisionist history I guess in a way but had they lost that game to Boise State I don't think BYU goes bowling I really don't I think they'd still beat Utah Tech they'd grind out a win there but I think they might have gone into the Stanford game needing to win to get to bowl eligibility and I'm 100% certain they would have had the gumption or the, the the intestinal fortitude to go out and get it the good news is BYU did get that win over uh, over Boise State they enjoyed the bye week they came back and yes they they it was a slow start against Utah Tech but they've got momentum on their side they have righted the ship. Things are going well now. Carry that momentum forward into this matchup out there on the farm against the Stanford Cardinal. Stanford's not in a good place right now. I don't think I'm breaking any news to anybody talking about that. The Cardinal has struggled this season. They're sitting at 3-8. and eight. They're likely to finish 3-9. and nine. Uh, David Shaw uh, reportedly told some people, I, I feel like a tiger in the weeds before the season at Pac-12 Media Day. Okay, you have a, a team that's just struggled ever since the COVID-19 pandemic, and even then, just before that, it was starting to trend downwards. I don't think David Shaw necessarily is in any danger of losing his job. At least, I don't think so. I, that that very well could be me just uh, thinking that the fact that he's been to three Rose Bowls in his tenure at, at Stanford and their relative lack of success outside of that in their history, I don't think that they're in any, any uh, I guess, Fast, or what I'm trying to say, they're they're not they're not looking to dump him. I admit, I could be completely wrong about that. I I don't have an inside source on that at all. But I think that Stanford is it's David Shaw's job until he doesn't want it anymore. That that's my personal opinion. Now, could there come a point where Stanford says, okay, maybe we do need to make a change? Sure, but I don't think it's this off season. Now, the thing about this is BYU has to make sure they're ready for the Cardinal. It's senior night. Obviously, there's going to be that motivation. Any of the 37 players that BYU honored last week can tell you that senior day, you want to have an impact. You want to have the game of your life. You want to go out there 
and leave a lasting impression on your home turf. But at times, it doesn't work out that way. So BYU's just got to go into this game thinking, okay, we if we want to regain any yeah luster or feel good about ourselves, we got to win out. There's none of this going to play UAB in an Independence Bowl and just simply going through the motions and admitting as much when it comes to the, to the offseason. That's, that was the conversation all offseason long leading into this year is the motivation for having wa- slept walked their way through that bowl game was going to carry them forward into this year. Has this season played out in any way, shape, or form that BYU would have hoped it would have? No. Honestly, it has not because that four-game losing streak was absolutely abysmal. But the thing is, they can turn this around and make it after a four-game losing streak, they can make it a four-game winning streak to finish out the year. But you got to take care of business against the Cardinal. Get you more, uh, some more details on what to expect exactly from Stanford in this matchup in just a moment. Also need to talk a little bit about the end of an era, literally the end of an era for the BYU football program in this game tomorrow night. We'll get to all of that in just a moment. First, though, this episode of Locked on Cougars is brought to you by our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. It is the easiest place to spice up the college football season. The best part about this is it's easy to play and available in over 30 states, including the state of Utah. Just pick between two and five players across any team, not just your BYU, Stanford. You can pick any team across the country and decide if they will finish higher or lower on the numbers projected. So, for example, in this game, Stanford and BYU, you'll have Tanner McKee probably have some passing yard number, a touchdown number. Same thing with Jaron Hall. If you need to go over or under, you pick that the best part is the easy is one of the easiest fantasy games out there to play, and you can win cold hard cash in a single game. There's no having to build up a reserve, hit a minimum before you can cash out. You can win cold hard cash in just one matchup. So get to underdogfantasy.com right now to, and sign up with the promo code locked on while you're there. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, one word, and underdog's gonna double your first deposit up to a hundred bucks. Put a hundred bucks in, get a hundred bucks from our friends at Underdog Fantasy. It's that simple, my friends. So once again, go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the app or Google Play Store and get started there. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on for that 100% match up to $100. Get in on the college football pick'em action today with our friends at Underdog. All right, let's talk a little bit more about Stanford in this matchup. We'll get to George Udo here in just a minute, but I want to remind you guys to make sure you check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only the Locked On Podcast Network can provide you. That's Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right, so going into this matchup with Stanford, BYU understands what they're facing because it's hard not not to because Tanner McKee is the headliner for the Stanford Cardinal. Now, Stanford has a uh, an NFL quarterback on their hands. Tanner McKee is very very good. The problem is Stanford, to me, feels like more of a collection of players just kind of doing their thing versus a cohesive team, which is more of what BYU is right now. Tanner McKee has had a pretty good season. 2,634 yards passing on 60.4% completion percentage. He's got 12 touchdowns against 8 interceptions. He has been sacked 36 times in this game. QB rating 123.8. Stanford's offensive line... It's not very good. And I sincerely hope, I am praying, hoping, and just just uh, screaming. I hope that Kalani Satake and the rest of the BYU defensive staff bring some heat. Like I said, that Stanford offensive line, it is not good. You can get after Tanner McKee, and you're going to have to get after him. I don't want to see the reprisal of BYU's history of making good quarterbacks, and Tanner McKee's a good quarterback. I, I'm not. Don't get me wrong on this. He is an NFL-caliber quarterback, but I do not want to see BYU play laissez-faire defense and all of a sudden have Tanner McKee go 
21 of 25 for 298 yards and four touchdowns. That would be absolutely abysmal for this defense to finish out the regular season that way. Bring some heat. Bring some blitzes. Get after the quarterback. You're going to hear from George Udo here in a minute, a guy who actually at one point in his career during the 2020 season was actually a very effective blitzer and got some sacks. Could he be an option in this game? I would hope so. Get after the quarterback. BYU has a freaking abysmal 10 sacks on the year. They're not even averaging, <laughs> excuse me, they're not even averaging one sack per game right now. They didn't get a sack against Utah Tech. Right now, BYU's pass rush is less than non-existent. It just, it doesn't exist at all, it feels like. In this game, you can turn the narrative a little bit, bring some heat. This offensive line for Stanford's got some decent players on it, but like I said, it just feels like Stanford right now is a, like a, a, a kind of a, a unit, a group of 11 guys just kind of doing their thing. Get after the quarterback. They don't really have that great of a running game. Casey Filkins has got 478 yards on the season and four touchdowns, averaging 3.9 yards per carry. Elijah Higgins, uh, Benjamin Urasek, Michael Wilson, Bryson Tremaine, and John Humphreys are their top five receiving options. All of them are at 348 yards or higher, so about roughly 350 or higher. Higgins leads the way with 627 yards. This is a Stanford team. Any of you who watched Stanford and Utah play saw Stanford's just absolutely impotent offense. They just could not move the football. They got one big pass play, scored a touchdown, and just got absolutely just dominated the rest of the game. BYU's defense, they got to be licking their chops at this, but... You cannot afford just to say, you know what? You know what we're going to do? We're going to drop eight and just kind of keep everything in front of us. That is a recipe for disaster when you have a high-level quarterback like Tanner McKee. You give him the time to pick you apart, Tanner McKee is more than capable of doing that. It's also one of these crazy matchups. It might be, and I don't, I don't, I probably should have done some more research on this. This might be the first time we have two return missionary quarterbacks starting for their respective teams in a college football game. You've got Jaron Hall on one side. You've got Tanner McKee on the other. BYU recruited Tanner McKean would have loved to have had him at BYU. At the time, BYU was coming off that 4-9 and nine season in 2017 and McKee, you know what, looking at the tea leaves said, you know what, I think Stanford's the better option for me. And it's worked out for him. Like I said, he's on his way to the NFL. So props to that young man. And the, the, the biggest thing is BYU in this game, you cannot afford to let him get going. I'd like to see BYU get three or four sacks in this game. That may be just uh, wishful thinking because the evidence suggests that BYU isn't going to do that because I I don't know why the reason is, but they just won't. But the biggest thing is BYU needs to avoid giving Stanford any confidence in this game. Get off to a good start on offense. Go out there. Punch it in two or three times on your first three or four drives. Get up 21-7 to and roll to a victory. That that's the, that's the formula here for BYU. Just take care of your business. Go out there and play like you know you're capable of playing. If BYU carries the same type of intensity like they had against Boise State into this game, I think Stanford's going to fold, and BYU should be able to roll to a victory in this one. I actually fully expect BYU fans to have a huge showing, if not outnumber Stanford fans in this game. Stanford fans, like there, there are dozens of us, dozens! You get the Arrested Development uh, reference props to you, but... They just don't have that many fans. BYU fans should show up in droves at this game. I, I, I and they should be, they should be absolutely uh, making it feel like a home game for BYU. Take advantage of that if you're a BYU football player. Now, 
the other thing about this is this is the end of an era for BYU football, my friends. This is the final regular season game of BYU's independent era, an era that stretched 12 years, 150 some odd games. I, I would reckon I have to uh, go and count them up again, but it's crazy to think about after 12 long years in the quote unquote wilderness, BYU is on the cusp, just a couple of games away, literally from joining the big 12 BYU has aspired for four decades now. I think going back to the 19, 19- 80s to be amongst the elite in college football. And yes, they were amongst the elite in the 1980s, but then the powers that be conspired to lock BYU out. They have that national championship trophy from 1984. You can think the the BCA, the BCS, the college football playoff, all of it, uh, it was built to make sure that programs like BYU would not be able to compete for a national championship ever again. Good news is, can BYU get back to the mountaintop? That question is yet to be answered, but the fact that they're joining the Big 12 opens the door of possibility finally for the Cougars after years and years and years. And all the the, the independent era that paid off with that invite to the Big 12 over a year ago now, it comes to an end tomorrow night against Stanford. Uh, I'll just give you a little bit of a teaser ahead. What we're going to do in the offseason, once we get to early January, it's just over a month from now, we're going to count down to the debut of the Big 12 season by going through every single game of the independent era for BYU. We're going to start with Ole Miss, uh, that game back in 2011. Kyle Van Noy showing shades of what he could be for BYU early on in his career, helping them win that game in the Grove. Well, we're going to count them down game by game in order. And one of the final two games that will count down, maybe the... Thursday or the Friday leading up to the season opener against Sam Houston State next summer is going to be this game. It's crazy to think about, but this is the end of an era. And that's the fun part as well if you're a BYU fan. It's an era that paid off big time with BYU finally getting to the promised land. I talked about being in the wilderness, the <coughs> excuse me, the reference of Moses and the, the the Israelites out there for 40 years in the in the wilderness. Well, BYU was in the wilderness for 12 years. And the goal was to get where they got, to get into the Big 12, to be a part of the Power Five. We're two games away from that era really beginning. I know it doesn't officially begin until July 1 of next year, but... This is this is the end of an era. So let's let's enjoy. That's the other thing about this. Enjoy the game tomorrow night. Like I said, it, it, there's a finite period we get to watch BYU play football, and there's a lot of guys, 37 plus, who are going to be leaving the BYU football program at the end of this season. Uh, okay, maybe not all 37 of them leave, but. You're going to see a lot of these guys moving on with their life. And they've been part of a core that has won a lot of football games and has built a nice foundation for BYU going into the Big 12. There's going to be a lot of turnover this offseason. I already can feel it. I've heard rumblings of it. I've talked with people. Change is coming to the BYU football program. Coaching, personnel, all of it. It, it, This is going to be an offseason of upheaval. So enjoy the final couple of games of some of your maybe some of your favorites, guys like Mason Wig, Jaron Hall, Puka Nakua. By the way, Puka Nakua accepting that invite to the Senior Bowl, it's not a foregone conclusion that he leaves, but it's a pretty good sign that I think he's leaning towards leaving. I, I, my money's still on Jaron and Puka leaving the program. I know that Aaron Roderick has expressed that he hopes that they come back. If they do, great. That'd be a massive coup for BYU to get a, get them back. But the fact that. Uh, Puka, first off, got the invite to the Senior Bowl. That's fantastic. That means he has a draftable grade. And uh, Jimmy uh, Cheshire, I know you asked me the question I forgot to get to on Tuesday. 
Uh, you say that he's he's going to be an undrafted free agent. I don't believe that for a second. The fact that he's going to the Reese's Bowl means that they have draftable grade on him. Puka is a mid-round guy right now. He's going to make money in the NFL. And I think he does leave after this season. But it's a fantastic thing for him to get that Reese's Bowl invite. So congratulations to him. I think he's a truly draftable prospect. I think there are three guys uh, from this crew that I would gar- I'd put money on them getting drafted. Jaron Hall. Blake Freeland, as well as Puka Nakua. I think those three are guys, if they decide to leave BYU, we'll hear their names called in the NFL draft next spring. Other guys like Clark Barrington could end up getting drafted as well, but I think there are three for sure NFL guys on this roster, and you might be seeing the final one or two games of their careers coming up uh, beginning tomorrow night against Stanford. But looking forward to it, all the same. And 9 o'clock, once again, uh, if you want my pregame coverage, we'll have that with Alex Keery at 8 o'clock Mountain Time on the KSL Sports Zone, getting you ready for the game. We'll have a postgame show at, what, 1 a.m. Mountain Time? If you want to tune into that, and we'll also do a postcast, uh, I'll do that. I, I do it after my radio responsibilities are done. I'll be sitting down in the wee hours of Sunday morning to knock that out for you, but we will have it for you. So looking forward to it all the same. All right. As we round out this edition of this, I guess this Black Friday edition of Locked On Cougars, I want to get you guys an exclusive conversation with George Udo, a guy who grew up in the Bay Area. He's going to be playing close to home in his uh, one of his potential final games as a BYU Cougar. We'll get to that conversation here in just a moment. First, though, a word on our friends over at Upside. All of us know we're getting absolutely hammered with inflation, interest rates rising. Well, we're all trying to cut back. Whether it's driving less, dining out less, buying less from the grocery store, we can all agree there's nothing fun about less. That's why I started using Upside and I want you guys to give Upside a try as well. It's an incredible app for anybody who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, I don't have to cut back as much because I get cash back on every single purchase. All you got to do to get started is download the free Upside app, use my promo code LOCKED, that's L-O-C-K ED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on upside, upside, excuse me, check in at that business, pay as usual with your credit or debit card, and you get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can up to three times more cash back with upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week, and that's probably why they have that 4.8 star rating on the app store. So download the free upside app once again, use that promo code locked to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code LOCKED with our friends over at Upside. Also brought to you today by our friends, a local sponsor in Utah Community Credit Union. Now, UCCU, similar to Upside, is here to help you guys save some money. The best part is, is they are offering a 15-month saving certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Now, you're probably wondering, what in the world is a savings certificate, Jake? What it is, you deposit the money, and for the 15 months, it grows and grows and grows. That money just gets added. That APY uh, gives you that interest that grows and grows and grows. And if interest rates and inflation continue to rise, you also have the option, courtesy of our friends at UCCU, to bump up, jump it up to a higher rate of return anytime during the life of your certificate. So it's really a win-win, my friends. You can do this for as low as $500, making an awesome opportunity for every type of saver, saver, excuse me, both big or small. They also have uh, different term options. Uh, they'll make sure it's customized to what you want it to be with this savings certificate. So give it a shot, my friends. It's a 15-month savings certificate with that 4.00 APY 
4.00% APY. Uh, you can get started by going to any UCCU branch, calling them, or going to uccu.com. They are very easy to work with. I, I've been banking with UCCU literally my entire life. I can just talk directly to this phenomenal company. Learn more at uccu.com to get started on that savings certificate today. That's UCCU. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Hope you guys, like I said, are having a fantastic Black Friday, whether you're out and about shopping, whether you're lounging on the couch watching football, no matter what. Hope you guys are having a fantastic holiday weekend, and thank you for checking out the show. It is time now to catch up with George Udo, a guy who grew up in the Bay Area, going home in a way to play close to home. His family, he said, has traveled quite a bit to watch him play during his career, but he expects to have upwards of 25 or more people in the stands out there at Stanford when they take on the Cardinal tomorrow night. Had a great conversation with him, a guy who was honored at Senior Day, but plans to come back uh, to BYU next year. But without further ado, here you go, George Udo. Tell me about Senior Day. Like, I, I know you said you, you have intentions to come back and everything, but how how was the Senior Day festivities? Um, I guess since we had a lot of guys walking, um, we couldn't really, we had to do it, I guess, after the game, like one of the seniors after the game. But, um, I mean, it was pretty cool. Um, you know, the last game of the season, uh, everybody was having fun. Um, but I guess that day was that day was pretty fun. It was fun for everybody, all the singers too. Now, your guys been here for quite a while. What has your BYU experience been like overall? Um, it's been it's been pretty good. Um, I guess you know a lot of the time is filled up with football, um, watching film, and just classes. So, you know, I just really focus on that. Those are the things that I've been really um, that. I've been prioritizing, but um, I guess like my experience, you know, with the guys on the team, everything's been great. Your guy who battled back, it was a knee injury, if I'm not mistaken, that knocked you out for a while. How was that experience having to battle back from that injury and work your way back onto the field? Um, honestly, coming back from, you know, torn ACL, it's, it's really hard. Um, but, you know, I guess um, it really teaches you, I guess, patience. You know, you just got to you just got to listen to your body um, and just you just got to keep listening to your body. You know, you got you to know when to shut it down, when to when you can keep going. Um, but, yeah, no, I feel like um, working back, it's definitely been a lot of work. Um, but I feel like I'm definitely where I, where I was at before I tore my ACL, and I'm just only getting better from there on. You kind of play one of those hybrid roles that – Half linebacker, half safety, half cornerback. It feels like in a way. Do you like the role that you play on this defense? Um, yeah, because you know um, I get to do a lot of things, and I get to show off my versatility too on the field. Um, but it's it's something that I definitely like, and I definitely want to keep doing. I had a conversation with a buddy of mine. He's a very keen observer of BYU, and he talked about before your ACL injuries, like, George used to be this blitzing machine coming off the edge and making all these plays. Do you hope that at some point that they bring that back where you can go after the quarterback a little bit? Man, just waiting for them to, waiting for them to, uh, I guess, call a play where I can blitz. <laughs> That's just because uh, I definitely like doing that, you know, getting the quarterback, um, you know, tackling people in the backfield. That's definitely something I, I really like and something I thrived um, at back in 2020 on um, that COVID season. So, you know, whenever whenever they call that, shoot, I'm I'm going. <laughs> you gonna lobby for it? Um, I'm sorry, what's you, you gonna tell the coaches, hey, like I'm 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 good, coach. I can do this. Oh yeah, I mean, the, I I'm guessing they already they probably already know, but uh, yeah, it's just, um, uh, I guess I don't know. Just whenever they put, they put that defense or the calls in, that's I'm just ready ready to go whenever that happens.
Now, a couple of thoughts. Stanford, obviously, they're, they're not having the greatest year, but you are going to their place. What's the biggest thing you guys need to do to make sure you get a win? Um, I feel like everybody just has to be assignment sound on uh, on defense, and you know, offense just gotta gotta get rolling. Um, fast start on offense, and just defense shutting a lot of things down. I mean, they have they have some pretty good receivers, pretty tall receivers, but you know. We're competitors, like we like the matchup, and we're ready to go out there and compete each week. And you know, Stanford, you know, like I said, they got they got good receivers, so we're we're um, I think we're definitely excited for that. Now, Tanner McKee is considered to be a pretty high level NFL prospect. You guys have faced your fair share of quarterbacks that have been pretty good this year. What do you see from him on film? Um, I guess he really likes. Um, I guess. I know he really likes target number uh, number five, number eighty one, the two best receivers. Um, but you know he has some good throws, or he has some really good throws. You know he can throw the ball. Um, but you know I feel like as as long as we just do our our job assignments on um, on defense, like we'll we'll be good. Like we'll, I think we'll shut everything down. How important was getting to bowl eligibility last week? It was big. It was it was exciting. You know, um, I guess. Um, I know we've been to bowl. We've been in the bowl games, you know, in, in the past. Um, but for example, like you know, Gabe Judy, he, he came from Vanderbilt. So um, just seeing like the excitement on his face going to the bowl game for the first time, like it's it's pretty awesome. But you know, everybody's excited for the bowl game. And I guess the last thing for me is obviously you get the bowl eligibility. If you win this week, you clinch a winning season. You'll be over five hundred guaranteed, regardless of the bowl result. How important is that to you guys? Oh, that's definitely important. Um, just because, you know, um, I guess we we kind of had a little uh, rough road in October. Um, but to be able to have a winning season, it's, you know, it's hard to win in college football. So um, that's definitely an accomplishment that um, we, you know, we, we definitely like. There you go, George Udo. A big thank you to him for taking the time to join us here on Lockdown Cougars. And some interesting comments. A guy that I think is very much looking to take on a bigger role with this BYU defense. And we'll see if it pays off this week. Like I said, he's going essentially home to play in front of family and friends and some of his former coaches out there against Stanford. But once again, a big thank you to him for taking some time to join us on the podcast. All right. Final thing before we go here. What's Jake's prediction? What's your, what's my prediction for the game, you're probably asking. I, I think that BYU is going to handle their business. I've got, I get a sense, and I, I'm a guy who kind of just reads the vibes from guys and kind of goes off my gut feeling. I think BYU is going to go out there and handle their business. Stanford's not good, folks. They're playing out the string here. They have no hopes of bowl uh, type of opportunities, that type of stuff. So I think BYU is going to go out and handle their business. I could see it BYU rolling pretty easily. Give me BYU, like, 37-38, Stanford 24. I, I think BYU could be this, win this by two touchdowns plus and very much looking forward to the game all the same. We'll do, like I said, we'll do a postcast edition early Sunday morning for you guys. Obviously, we'll have plenty of coverage reacting to that game as well as looking ahead to bowl possibilities over the upcoming week as well. But once again, thank you for joining us and making us your first listen right here on Locked On Cougars. Now make your second listen our friends over the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Josh Neighbors got you ready, getting you ready for the entire weekend in Big 12 football get that free and available wherever you get your podcast that'll do it for us have a great rest of your black friday and have a great weekend as well enjoy the game tomorrow night this has been the locked on cougars podcast see ya